Welcome to season two of Employee Buzz, a podcast about reaching, engaging, and motivating employees. This season, we'll continue to bring you fresh perspectives and expert advice on employee communication. You'll hear from new guests about new topics. And as always, we'll finish with a fun game. Okay, let's dive right in. Here's your host, Alyssa Zeff. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am Alyssa Zeff, your Broadway musical junkie, amateur boxer. And by amateur, I mean I have a cool setup in my basement now that I'm using. I'm here with Courtney Swartzel, who is a manager here at Davis & Company. Hey, Court. Hey. Courtney is a happy camper, 60s music lover, and novice rock climber. You may recall Courtney was with us last year on Employee Buzz talking about big meetings. Today, we are going to talk about communicating benefits. So just so we're all on the same page and our listeners are on the same page, when we say benefits, what are we talking about, Court? We're focusing on health, medical, and financial benefits and wellness programs. Okay, got it. Now I understand the space that we're in. So why is communicating benefits effectively so important? It's important because it's part of the employee experience. What makes your company a great place to work? What brings in talent? You also want your benefits communications to not only reach employees, but let them know what they need to do and when. So timing is important. For example, the open enrollment period. It's very brief. Try to highlight action items so employees can easily make decisions on what they need to act on. Exactly. Timing is important, but open enrollment is not the only time to be communicating benefits. We still need to communicate the benefits throughout the year. So employees are aware of all the programs that are part of their benefits package and able to take advantage of them throughout the year. Yes. So what do you think communicators struggle with the most when it comes to communicating benefits? Over-communicating, providing way too much information instead of linking out to content or breaking up content. At Davis & Company, we often say deliver communication in a bite snack meal approach. So for your benefits bite, you could send out a postcard to employees' homes with just the key dates for open enrollment and a couple action items that they need to do right away. Then for your snack, Send out a benefits brochure, digital or print, with the information employees need to make decisions. For the meal, this is where you link out to more details. The fine print. Or encourage employees to go on your intranet for more information that isn't necessarily needed to make decisions, but there if they want it. That's such a great point. We have worked with a lot of organizations who feel like, oh, we have to share all of this information with employees. And what we have come to learn is that what the legal requirement is, is that you have to make the information available, but you don't have to mail it every time or make it part of every piece of communication. It's also interesting that you brought up mail and home. Print pieces are a huge part of benefit communications, especially for employees who don't have regular access to a computer. But we also know that spouses are a huge part of the decision-making process when it comes to benefits. So home mailers are always a great component of a benefits communication campaign. Definitely. I know you personally, Courtney, have a lot of experience creating benefits communication. I thought we could spend a minute or two. Let's just go back and forth, rapid fire. What are some best practices 
for benefit communication. You go first. Organize information so it's easy to navigate. Excellent. I'm gonna say similarly, condense information so users can skim through it quickly. Conversational language, avoid jargon. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Um, I think visuals, call-outs, bullets, subheads, icons, things to help draw people's attention to different sections. Yes, yes, yes. I feel so strongly about all of these. This reminds me, quick little story. My husband's company mailed their benefits information to our house. And of course, the communicator and me picked it up and looked through it. It was a bunch of legal ease, a dense black and white packet of just Times New Roman font. No oh, no, not Times New Roman. <laughs> I know, it's the worst in Comic Sans. <laughs> but no table of contents, no subheads, callouts, forget pictures. So I just put it down. See, this is the problem. If I don't work at your company, I should be able to understand the benefits and information you provided easily. That's such a great example of what we just talked about, you know, especially as it relates to visuals. You don't know the content, you don't know the company, you see this information and you want to know, okay, what are the key dates or what are the key packages or where is the medical stuff? And there should be great visuals just drawing your eye to that stuff and making it really easy to understand. Yep. So let's build on that, on the importance of visuals for a second. Can you share some examples of how visuals? really help bring benefits material to life? Absolutely. So you want the communication to be enticing. You want your employees to pick it up and actually read it. A fun visual tool you could use are scenarios. You could create fictional scenarios for certain health plans that you're featuring, have simple snapshots into a fictional employee's lifestyle and why they chose that plan. Employees can then identify with someone who has similar needs as them, like, do I have kids? Am I married? Do I go to the doctor often? This also makes it relevant, seeing themselves in the benefits. That's such a great point. I definitely agree. You know, scenarios, and sometimes we've seen a lot of our clients create personas and also create the opportunity for people to interact with that content and say, okay, I have no kids, I am married. I'm married and I have three kids, I'm this far from retirement, whatever it is, so they really can start engaging with it and relate to that content in a big way. Another useful way to make benefits information visual could be tables, like a really at a glance calendar, for example, of key dates, make it very visual, something like a roadmap or something fun so that people know, okay, here's what I need to do when, or a simple checklist so people know what they have to act on. I think. Very often we see content dumped in as opposed to making it digestible. So what do you think's new in benefits? What are some trends that you're seeing that are happening right now as it relates to benefits communication? A lot of companies are using technology to enhance the employee experience with benefits. There are online platforms that make it easy for employees to make decisions based on their own data. So the platforms use artificial intelligence to analyze the employee's lifestyle and demographics, like we were saying, age, if they have kids, all that stuff. And based on these responses, the benefits bot will suggest a plan and coverage amount, believe it or not. Some even provide recommendations for voluntary benefits and other programs. That's awesome. Building on the technology and the sort of artificial intelligence, I think what we're seeing 
related to that is a lot of personalization. So similarly to the experiences that we have as consumers with other brands and other things who know a lot about us and feed us the information that we need, if I log on to benefits, they already know everything about me. So they're only going to show me what's new, something that only I need to take action on, something that is different even throughout the year, not just again during open enrollment, but things I may be aware and can even push content to targeted people based on their lifestyle, their decisions, what actions they've already taken and what they haven't. I think technology can really take benefits communication to the next level. So if you had to pick one thing that everyone should focus on to get communicating benefits correct, what is the one thing? I'd say less is more. Avoid data dumping. Try your best to condense your information and please use conversational language too so employees can easily figure out what they need to do. Do this and fewer employees will be confused or have questions. I totally agree. I mean, if I had to pick one thing, it's probably in the same bucket, but it's also just make it simple, make it easy. People go for benefits information at the moment that they need to take action. And they are there to focus on, okay, give me the information I need to make a smart decision because it's really complicated stuff. And a lot of times people get it wrong and think, oh, they need more information to make the decision. It's not. They need less information. They just need the right information. Couldn't agree more. So thank you, Courtney, for joining me virtually for season two of Employee Buzz. This was it fun. is now time to spin the wheel of games. Let's give it a big spin. All right, we are going to play Psych. So Psych is an app, a digital game that Courtney and I have played several times before. Surprise guests are going to make an appearance at this game. Some of our colleagues will be playing as well. For those of you who don't know what Psych is, Basically, we're going to be given a fact where we have to fill in a blank. The idea is to get other people to guess your answer, and your goal is to get the right answer. So I think you'll follow along as we go. All right, here we go. Found in Mesopotamia, the world's first written recipe was for... So far, I typed two answers in there, both duplicate answers. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our choices are wine, beer, bread, chicken noodle soup, or tea. Okay, I have my answer locked in. The real answer was beer. I got it right. Court, did you get it right? No, you psyched me. <laughs> I did? I forgot what yeah. I said. I said wine. <laughs> yeah. I said beer and then I said bread. <laughs> and those were both already taken. All right. Next round. You ready? You read this one, Corp. All right. The NASA Vehicle Assembly Building is so large, it has its own what? All right. And the answers are rain clouds, area code, mall, weather, movie theater, or zip code. I don't know. Okay. Oh, I got psyched. Danny psyched me. I got psyched again by you. (laughs) (laughs) 
the real answer is rain clouds. Really? That's interesting. It is very interesting, but it doesn't have its own zip code. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Am> all? <laughs> all right. In 2004, Ecuador launched a national campaign against. Okay. Our choices are being late, spider monkeys, coughing, iguanas, recycling, drugs, or boxing. National campaign against. Oh, I guessed being late, and I was right. What? I got psyched again by you. Only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very good at psyching you, I guess. <laughs> All right. The one that I got that psyched Courtney was drugs. <laughs> All right, here we go. People have been joining later and later, so we've got quite a few number of participants now. In 2006, to raise money for Habitat for Humanity, William Shatner put this up for auction. Well, okay. Huh. <laughs> the answers are Captain Kirk uniform, Captain Kirk's original uniform, his dog, his underwear, a golf club, his Star Trek underwear, his kidney stone, or used toilet paper. Okay. Oh, I got it right. Porter psyched me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. The, the real answer was his kidney stone. Wow. Well, I psyched someone. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> what did you say? I said Captain Kirk's uniform. I said golf club. <laughs> okay. This is our last round. Geniophobia is... Okay. Fear of genetic diseases, a fear of one's ancestral background, the fear of chins, the fear of genies, the fear of your own gender, the fear of genes, the fear of bad genes, the fear of growing old. Huh. Oh, I got it right. The answer was the fear of chins. I guess that's because it was the most random. <laughs> But I did psych three people. Yeah, you psyched me again. <laughs> I think I said the fear of growing old. All right, that was it. Thank you so much. And thank you to our special guests for participating. Thanks again for being here, Courtney. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Had a blast. Thanks for joining us on Employee Buzz, where we laugh and learn. If you like what you're hearing, go to your podcast platform, iTunes, Podbeam, Stitcher, or Google Play to rate and review.